Okay, so we have another student here with two, actually, two different beautiful works of art. Can you tell us your name and what grade you're in? Uh, my name's Eric, and I'm in the eighth grade. Wonderful. Hello, Eric. And can you tell us about your two pieces of art that you've created? Well, my two pieces of art were supposed to represent the, uh, like, people with, like, learning differences versus people who are morally skilled in academic uh, places, like words that people who are less intelligent than others get called and uh, more intelligent people are up at the top and they get called better words. Okay, and I see one of the backgrounds is blue and one of the backgrounds is red. Can you tell us why you chose those colors? Uh, the red was supposed to represent uh, like anger or sadness that most people feel when they hear these words. And blue is supposed to represent the good feeling that you get when people call you these words because it uplifts you. Wonderful. And so on the red piece, I see the picture of the person is at the bottom. And on the blue piece, I see the picture of the person is at the top. Was that intentional? Yes, that was. The, uh, the red one was supposed to be like, the words are weighing you down, like it's weighing your emotion down. And the, uh, the blue one is supposed to be like the words are uplifting you, making you feel better. Wonderful. And can you tell us, for those who are listening and can't actually see the art, can you tell us some of, well, can you tell us the words that you used on the red piece and the words that you used on the blue piece? Um, the words that I used on the red piece were stupid, retarded, unable, special, you can't do this, and sped. Because, you know, those are the most common words that I hear, like, when I'm around other people that can't do most of the stuff that, like, people like I and other people can do. Uh, the words on the blue were scholar, smart, capable, talented, unique, and intelligent. Because, like, those, some of those words I'm called and I hear other people who are smarter than me and more talented than me, uh, I hear them get called those too. So I just wanted to, like put those there because those are the first things that came to mind. Wonderful. And so can you tell us some things that we can do in our schools, in our communities to address these concerns of yours? Uh, I say we can do more by like stop disregarding and leaving out other people who don't learn as well as other people do. Like don't call them these names and make them feel left out and like just make them feel more appreciated and more into the community and like don't don't just focus on the one smart person or the couple of smart people and actually like bring in some of the other people so we can all feel like as a community wonderful that was powerful i appreciate that do you have any final thoughts that you would like to share with us in regards to the words that are used um to describe different learn people with different levels of I guess intelligence or abilities to learn. Um, I say these words can be hurtful and these words can make you feel better. I say try not to use some of these words like just in a general aspect 
because me personally, I wouldn't really want to be called any of these words. I would rather be called most of these words, to be honest. And I just feel like we should really underuse these words more so we don't so we don't hurt people's feelings. Wonderful. Thank you for sharing with us. You're welcome. So welcome to Voices Matter podcast. We have some students here. We're going to talk about their art making. And uh, let's introduce our first student for this session. Your name? Uh, my name is Sincere Davis. And um, what grade are you in, Sincere? Eighth grade. Eighth grade. So the audience doesn't get an opportunity to actually see your art. So we're going to take some time to describe it and what you focused on. So what topic did you want to focus on? regarding social justice, equity, belonging, inclusion? Um, I picked the Tulsa Race Massacre as um, my, uh, what I focused on for All this right. project. And why did you, why were you interested in Black Wall Street? Uh, I was interested in Black Wall Street because it was one of the worst massacres to ever happen in like U.S. history, and it's not talked about a lot. I didn't even learn about it in school, so I wanted to talk about it, to bring like awareness about it. And why would that be important for you to bring awareness to other students? Um, because it's an important thing that happened in history. And I feel like if people know more about like the past, uh, history might not repeat itself. All right. Thank you, Sincere. When we look at your painting, you have uh, different colors on there, on the left and right. Can you tell us what colors those are? I have black and red. And what does the black and red mean to you? Um, the black represents like the black community because Tulsa, at least the Greenwood district, was almost a hundred percent black, and the red represents all, all the bloodshed because it was over three hundred people killed. And they were put in a mass grave. Mm -hmm. So that means that a large hole was dug, or holes, and bodies were buried with no names, and nobody was accused of any crime. So it was a big secret. When we look at your art, you chose to put some photographs on there. What kind of photographs did you put on there? Um, I put some photographs of Tulsa, of the Greenwood District when it was on fire during the massacre, and then I had some of before the massacre, and then I had one of the cleanup. Then the first one you might see if you, when you look on it is a picture of Greenwood residents. So you have a picture of residents, you have a picture of the aftermath after it was destroyed by the white people who flew over, who bombed the area, who set fire to the homes, who killed innocent black people. And then you also, on those photos, you did something with burning them. How come you burnt the photos? Um, I burnt the photos to show how bad it really was to get like a better, better, um, better outlook on how bad the massacre was because almost all of Greenwood was burnt to the ground. Pretty much anybody who was still alive had to rebuild and restart. All right, thank you, sincere. So the next uh, question for you is. I noticed that you mentioned that this was not brought to your attention in school. 
What advice would you have for teachers and principals in regards to telling the truth or the whole story about history? Um, I think history is important to tell because we can't learn if we can't move on if we don't know how it was in the past. And history is just important all around. If it's good or bad history, people need to know. So. And what was this project like for you to do this art making research? Um, it was kind of fun because I like black history and stuff like that. So it was good for the most part. And I wanted to bring like awareness to the Greenwood Massacre. So it was fun for the most part. All right. Thank you very much, Sincere, for being part of the show. All right, we have another student here who's going to talk about art making. Can you tell us your name and grade? Uh, Taylor Lemon, and I'm in the eighth grade. All right, welcome to the show. So what we'd like to do is find out what topic did you choose for your art making and tell us a little bit about what you did. Um, for my art piece, I chose gender inequality. And I took uh, a canvas and put blue and pink onto it to show the representation between male and female stereotypes. And so pink and blue, that's a stereotype. Yes. So pink is for? Uh, females and blue is for males. All right, excellent. So that's a stereotype, and so you painted half your can your canvas pink and the other half blue. What else did you do with your canvas? Um, I took a picture of a woman and a man, and I put the woman on the side with pink and the man on the side with blue. And then I took pictures and quotes of things that would be um, generally stereotyped for men and women. And since the audience can't see your beautiful work, could you describe what those photos and quotes are? Um, one of the quotes for women is, you're supposed to take care of the kids, and then there's a picture of a baby. And one of the quotes for men is, men are the protectors, and then there is a picture of um, a male um arm flexing. Excellent. And are there any other quotes on your canvas? Um, yes, there are quotes, women are so sensitive and get back in the kitchen for women's stere female stereotypes. And then there is don't be such a girl and men don't cry for male stereotypes. Excellent. Why were you interested in this topic? As a female in the eighth grade, I go through a lot of um, generally f women's stereotypes and I am oftenly told to do certain things because I am a girl and I thought it would be nice to research how other women have gone through this and how even men have gone through this because it happens to both genders. All right so when you talked about your own personal experience what things have been said to you that you feel are a stereotype? Um, and um, one I get pretty often is you're not strong because I am a female and I often uh, do my best to prove other people wrong. And when you say strong, do you mean physically strong, emotionally strong? Um, both. Both. Okay. Thank you very much for sharing that. So when you think about the advice that you could be giving 
educators, principals, community members about either promoting, perpetuating these stereotypes or making sure that we're eliminating those stereotypes. What advice would you give teachers and principals, community members, so we could eliminate those? Um, probably that one thing doesn't always go to one gender. Anyone of either gender can do anything. It is um, bad to hold other people back due to their gender, and it would be better if they were more open and inclusive about it. Excellent. Thank you so much for sharing that. And thank you for being part of this show.